0: I know. I did not expect to get this lit. I feel like I'm, I'm real ranty. I'm ranty Sarge today. <laughs> hey. Hello. I'm Sarah.
1: And I'm Nathaniel. And this is... To be completely transparent.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in so glad that you are joining us today. I think this is gonna be a good convo, a relevant, timely convo. Um, and no special guest today, just just the OGs. Just me and Nathaniel kicking it like the good old days.
1: For the first time since relationships. Relationships I part know. one.
0: <laughs> he says part one, like there's definitely gonna be a part two. We don't know yet.
1: A 100% has to be, right? <sighs> maybe the summer's coming up like it's just it's just gonna happen
0: it is gonna be hot girl summer i think so maybe relationships will be involved we'll see
1: it's gonna be vaccinated summer like that is that's the the train i'm on
0: okay fair
1: all right well today we are going to be talking about unemployment and um just the general conversation that's been out there regarding the valuing of workers, raising the minimum wage, arguments against it, um, and that whole general topic because this last year has taught us a lot and has kind of shown us a lot in regards to how we treat workers in society um, here in America. So we thought that would be a very, very good conversation. Um, There's a lot of a lot of things on social media that are going to highlight this and we're going to be looking at a few tweets and a few articles and just discussing those but before we get into that we are of course going to do hot takes so sarah do you have a hot take this week
0: i do have a hot take and this hot take was inspired by my birthday It st- it started way before this year's birthday, but it just reminded me of of this hot take, uh, which is that I think receiving flowers as a gift is one of the most uncomfortable situations that I could be put in. I don't like it most of the time. Now, there are a few exceptions, there are a few moments and situations in which receiving flowers is okay. And I do like flowers, like I think they're pretty, I like to have them in my space, but like receiving them from one person to me in a lot of different situations, I just feel so viscerally uncomfortable, I I hate it. And I wish I could tell you why, but I have not unpacked that yet. <laughs> So I just know that it makes me super like it gives me the ick. I just
1: don't ooh, I don't like it. So someone's sitting there right now, they're like, wow, Sarah, it's Sarah's birthday. Sarah just did something so awesome. I want to show my appreciation. You you're telling them right now, don't even think about it. Just don't don't give no, me the flowers. It's,
0: it's not like a don't even think about it thing. It's just I there is such a specific way that i like receiving flowers and if you don't like if i don't explicitly tell that to you like step by step how i like to receive flowers you like it's going to make me uncomfortable and so it's just like a lot of work and i don't want to put that on people but i guess i'll tell the people now so if you're listening oh of course of course
1: (laughs) if you're listening
0: and you want to buy me flowers this is how i like to receive flowers i would love for you to Show up at my door with flowers. Don't hand them to me. Immediately walk into my home, cut the stems, put them in a vase for me, put them on the table, and then we leave. We don't look at them. We don't smell them. I don't handle them. I don't touch that. Like, I don't want that at all. And if and no roses, for God's sakes. I hate roses. Like, <laughs> if you give me a giant bouquet of roses, like, I'm going to throw up. I hate it. I like like pretty little dainty flowers, but not roses. And in public, no, no, do not show up to dinner and bring me flowers in public and then make me hold them for the rest of the evening or make me like try to figure out where to put them. Like, no, 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 no.
1: So if we go back to the bring them to your door, put them in a vase, cut the stents, ultimately just don't. Don't bring you flowers is, is what we're getting at. I No one's doing that. That's unbel- <laughs> not even acknowledging that what they did was just bring you flowers. They just have to pretend it didn't happen. And they have to handle and prepare the flowers and then leave them on the table. I'm and just then you saying just that that walk w- out without talking about it. <laughs> no, that's never happening. It's, I'm just saying it's just that that would happening. be the
0: most ideal. I'm just saying that that would be the most ideal. And I felt this way for a long time. Like I hate receiving flowers in public so much. And my concession has been that if you bring them to my house, then it's fine. Okay. It's just not for me. Okay. And now I the people you. who got me flowers on my birthday are probably like, oh, shit. It's okay, guys. I still love you.
1: Team, team succulents. We'll start doing that.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, but I love receiving other plants. And I like buying myself flowers. I don't know what the core reason is behind this. I need to talk about this with my therapist, I think.
1: I was just about to say that you need do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going on my list for my next session.
1: Great, I'm glad we have all of that settled. <laughs> so flowers are a general, general no-no. Great.
0: Okay. Okay. What's your that's, what's your That's hot a good one. Though?
1: That's a good one. This is what you call a literal hot take. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> I would rather it be 100 degrees than 10 degrees i will go as far as to say i would rather run outdoors in a 100 degrees than 10 degrees that
0: is absolutely absurd
1: and and i know what everyone's saying first of all you can always add layers and you can always add layers to make yourself warm but you can't continue to strip i get it and being cold is still worse and then being cold, but then having a bunch of layers on top of you, but then doing physical activities with those layers, it just doesn't cut it. And then my feet are still going to be freezing, even if I have thick socks on. Like, I've, I've tried to run in 25 degrees before.
0: Are we? Okay, but it are we wasn't talking great. About, are we just talking about running? Or are we talking about, like, existing?
1: That's a good question because my answer stays the same for both scenarios. You
0: do feel like it's different, though.
1: It is different. It is different if I'm just sitting there vibing by myself, 100 degrees all day. But I will say that if it is 10 degrees and I'm just sitting there vibing, gloves, hat, scarf, jacket, coat probably will make it better. So I I get that. Like you can warm yourself up. Whereas if it is 100 and I'm just sitting there, I'm probably sweating low key. But I don't sweat a lot. You know this.
0: I know you don't. That that was gonna be my point. I feel like you don't mind the heat because you not you're not really a sweater. Like I'm a sweater, which we know we know this about me. We do know this. And being really sweaty and gross like that, like that makes me super irritable and angry. And like I don't love that. I will say I am getting better. I'm getting better at dealing with it though, because when I lived in Indonesia and was sweating twenty four seven for six months straight. I got used to it, and I wasn't as angry when I was that sweaty. I was just like, I'm sweaty. It you is what work. it is.
1: Every photo, every snack you have you screenshots. Set. Oh, plenty, and I, I thought it okay. was unbelievable.
0: Let's just talk about how I would work out at like 4.45, 5 o'clock in the morning because that's the only time that it was like uh, I could be outside and exercising, and I would work out and come back in and be legitimately drenched, like fully, like could wring my shirt out with sweat. That was disgusting. Mm -hmm. It was, correct. (laughs) So, okay, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay, (laughs) but all of that to say, being really cold and being like unable to move, like if it was 10 degrees, you know how when you get really cold, you get really stiff? That's me. Right, but I'm saying that really makes me irritable too. So now I don't know because I thought that I would say ten degrees. I think I still probably lean to ten degrees, but I am getting better at dealing with a hundred degrees. So I don't know. I'm torn on this. I need the people to weigh in. We need to do a poll because I need to. I need to know.
1: I think I, I think consensus. it'll be like. I really think it'll be like eighty one percent to nineteen. Like, give me the 10 seriously. Degrees. Yeah.
0: Huh. Well, we'll find out.
1: Yeah, I no, I can't. I'll shiver. Like I clench my my shoulders are all tight. It's just not. Yeah, it's not the good. The traps. The traps. The traps. <laughs> the traps. It's trap season, though. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Okay, we're not gonna <laughs> go down that that road yet. <laughs> All right, so we are going to jump into our topic. I'm just going to do a little bit of background about the federal minimum wage in the U.S., and then we're going to sort of analyze some some tweets that have been sparking a lot of good conversation around this topic over the past like year or so. So the federal minimum wage was uh, created in 1938 in the U.S., and it has been changed and by changed, I mean increased, 22 times since 1938. So since its inception, it has increased 22 times up to the current minimum wage, which is $7.25, and it's been at this level since 2009. So for reference, when we're talking about the federal minimum wage right now, we're talking about this $7.25 which I'll do the math for you, it ends up being a, a little over $15,000 a year, and that's all pre-tax for folks. Um, and that's assuming that you work a standard 40-hour work week every week, okay? So that's kind of the assumption that we're, that we're starting off with here. We do recognize that there are some states and some corporations that have increased their minimum wage beyond that 725 but the federal level has not changed so just kind of want to start off with that base knowledge before we go and and dive into some of these more nuanced uh topics so nathaniel why don't you kick us off with the first uh set of tweets
1: all right so this is going to be a set of two and it, it reads restaurants that fired workers this time last year aren't really complaining about being able to find new workers They're complaining that the former workers they dumped on their asses in a pandemic don't want to return to work for some strange, inexplicable reason. And then it goes on to say, in quotes, we need to replace all these underpaid positions that used to be held. Where did all the workers go? Well, you fired them last year. Maybe they learned how to code.
0: There's a lot to unpack there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There really is. There really is. So of course a lot of businesses especially in the food industry service industry were not up and running last year especially last spring last summer some of them in some areas of the country were having more luck than others and it seems like just from what i've been watching and and reading over the last few months when things have been opening up full-time, fast casual restaurants, fast food restaurants, bars have been struggling to get everyone back the way it was before. And you'll obviously hear a lot of, well, it's because people are getting unemployment and they don't want to work anymore. And that's that's totally been thrown around a lot. That's been a, a big source of argument you know, over the last few weeks. Um, but really, I think that People realize that having to risk their lives for minimum pay or relying on tip income that they may not be getting, they realize just wasn't cool and that they could either do something else that's more worth it or create something. There's so many other options for people Um, and they're reaching a point where they're getting fed up of settling, realizing that they've been overworked and underpaid.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I, I mean, my dad brought this up the other day because he goes to like a local restaurant and hangs out with some guys in, you know, a smaller suburb of in Ohio. And, you know, he was talking with them and they are closed on mondays now because they don't have enough staff to staff 7 days a week. He was saying, "Oh, well, all these people that used to work there are now getting unemployment, so, you know, they they can't hire them back. They they won't they won't come work for that." And I'm like, "You're missing you're missing the point entirely. People don't want to be on unemployment. Like I think that's a big piece that people are missing. The majority of people would much rather be able to work and do something that they enjoy or work and do something that supports their family right and they you know like you mentioned like these people who are working in the food industry especially but in many other industries are underpaid they're undervalued they're put in unsafe conditions and they're expected to just show up and shut up like why why are why is that the expectation i mean i know why because Mm -mm. what is it we say it every week (laughs) capitalism Capitalism. (laughs) but in all seriousness like I think the big piece here that people are missing is that if you can't if you can't afford to pay your people a living wage then it's unfair of you to ask them to come back and do all of this work and put themselves in harm's way and not be able to support themselves and their family like that's you can't expect that
1: as you were talking I actually ended up scrolling down on this same same thread here. And it goes, when restaurants complain about not finding workers, they're not really thinking about the expendable people they churn through in months. They're really thinking of that waitress they fired with 20 years experience, that line cook who they'd inherited when they brought it. They're complaining that they cast aside the people who know every littlest thing about the restaurant, and now can't lure them back with promises of minimum wage and zero sick days. Mm-hmm. That waitress probably spent um spent most of a year with her family living on one income and then got another job that pays better and lets her sit down.
0: Hmm. So true.
1: Restaurants well and then one more. Restaurants already didn't give a shit about the majority of their employees. They happily turned through the pool of applicants in weeks and months. So why what incentive is there to return to a company that really makes it clear that i mean it could replace you it doesn't really care you're not getting out of it you know what they want you to put in it doesn't match like yeah you can't sit you're tired you've had you've been asked to work 25 more hours than you were told initially and you're still not getting benefits like, you still can't go to the doctor? Where is the incentive? Like, that is a very hardworking person if right. they're doing that with little return. I just don't think that that's fair for people to have to to deal with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of different thought streams happening right now, one of which being, you know, kind of building off of what you said a little bit earlier, In that, you know, in the past year with COVID and everything, we realized just how crucial some of these roles are to society. Absolutely, food industry for sure, but also, like, you know, delivery people and some of the healthcare workers and sanitation engineers and, you know, like all of these different roles that support society and are never seen as good enough as high value as something to reach for as something that we should compensate them fairly for like we have seen in the past year just how important they are to literally keep society running and it i mean i'm not surprised that they're not being they're not being financially compensated or valued As such, even still, but like it makes me so incredibly sad that it took a pandemic for us to be like, oh, shit, maybe we should like, I don't know, care about these people. And I say that, you know, from a place of privilege. Absolutely. I know that there have been unions and labor rights activists and people working on this for for decades, for sure. But I think it's been brought to the general society's awareness for definitely, you know, more so than it was before over the past year. Right. So, I, I, I mean, it's sad to me, it's frustrating. But then, you know, the other side of this is that companies, corporations, even small restaurants, I would argue, have the means and the ability to pay people what they're worth and to give them benefits because they make a profit. Like these are profitable organizations and they have a responsibility to pay that back to
1: their employees. And I noted that you, you, know, you mentioned even small businesses, because that's such a, a large talking point where someone will say, well, how can a smaller business afford to pay someone X or pay someone this amount? And probably the, the loudest response is literally if it is in your business model that the only way to succeed is to pay your workers little enough that they cannot do anything, have a livable wage, then your business model sucks. Exactly. And I think it's really that simple. I don't know how you can argue that, well, we can only afford to pay this person and this person and this person who actually keep the store, the restaurant, the business going. They're putting in their time, effort, and hours, and they can't have anything in return. And that's the only way that this business can succeed. Like, the business is failing, but no one has acknowledged that the business is failing forever because we've right. always undervalued workers.
0: Right, and and that's the thing. It's like, the reason why people have built their business models this way is because they have been, it's been modeled that way forever. Yeah right like they're like oh this is how you run business and like this is how i should balance my budget and i'm not saying that to excuse them by any means but i'm saying that it's been so normalized to run a business this way by you know these american capitalistic standards in in the you know millennia of consumerism that we have been living in like that has been shown to be the way to do things and that's it's wrong And that's just like any other structural issue in this country is just because it was built that way doesn't mean it's correct. Just because that's how businesses have been doing it and that's how, you know, your finance professor from a PWI told you to do it does not mean it's correct. It does not mean that it is ethical. It does not mean that it is right. And also this whole argument about like, oh, well, if, you know, we raise the wages, then we have to raise the price. And, you know, my hamburger is going to cost $14. I'm like, if you look at business models and projections of your costs and your profits, you can realign them so that yes, there will be minimal increases, but it won't be anything where people walk in and they're, you know, their jaw drops because it's that outrageous. That's just not how things work.
1: Right. Well, in regards to the models that have been created that have just been very normalized for decades brings me to my next tweet, which is highlighting some major companies and their CEO pay versus their median worker pay. So just to name a few. So this particular one has McDonald's, Walmart, and Nike. So McDonald's CEO pay $10.8 million. Median worker pay 9,124. 9,124. Walmart Sheesh. CEO pay 22.6 million. Median worker pay 20,942. Nike CEO pay 54.5 million. Median worker $20,142. So then it says we don't suffer from scarcity, we suffer from greed. And to to read a follow-up, someone says. How does anyone defend this disparity with a straight face? The powers that be somehow convincing working class people that this system somehow benefits them is the biggest con there is. And that is correct. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That shit always just blows my mind. Like, there's no need. There's no need for that.
1: But people will tell you literally with their whole chest that, Well, I mean, that makes sense because this revenue and this and this, and I'm like, in the grand scheme of things, this one human being in a singular year, 365 days, 366 on a leap year, brought home $54.5 million in one singular year. And everyone that's keeping this company afloat throughout the country is kind of just chilling, making what is that, an average of like $14 an hour? Like, yeah $14 an hour would be $29,000. Uh, this is $28,140. Mm. So I get that in order to be an executive or a CEO, there's definitely ones who are very innovative and creative and have worked hard. There's also some who have. I haven't really done that much but the difference between 54 million dollars in one year and someone who probably decides that they're not going to go to the doctor even though they have this serious issue because that bill might be 115 dollars i just can't i like i can't fathom that we've all just like accepted that yeah that's that's fine like
0: here's the thing it's not like i i've also heard the argument that People are like, oh, well, like these executives and these doctors and these other people should be, they should be paid less. Like they, you know, they went to school, they worked their way, they have these... You know, advanced degrees or years of experience and things like that. And I'm, you know, they're they're saying, you know, these people shouldn't be compensated for that. And I'm and that's not the argument here. I think that also is missing the mark. It's not about equality. Like we're not saying that every person, regardless of their position, needs to be making the same amount of money or needs to be making similar amounts of money. What we're saying here is that there is there are basic human rights that should be guaranteed to all people that are not, and they're not accessible to a lot of people because of the greed and the structural power imbalances that exist with our workforce today. And that needs to be dismantled and that needs to be unpacked and rebuilt. And that all goes back to equity. And there are people that have tons of power and tons of wealth, that really should be responsible for redistributing that. And, you know, the movement right now is giving people who literally do not have what it takes to support themselves and their family, the support that they need to survive and to live a life of dignity, right? And that disparity between the workers and the executives in pretty much every sector out there right now is only making this problem worse.
1: You're right. and. It's just been kept that way.
0: I know. I did not expect to get this lit. I feel like I'm, I'm real ranty. I'm ranty Sarge today. I mean, it's <laughs>
1: it's a huge, it's a wildly important topic. It is. It is.
0: I have another point as well, which I think we would be remiss not to bring up here, and that is the fact that the people who are most impacted by. The you know wealth disparity and the uh, low minimum wage and the tip wages and all of that. The people that are most impacted by this issue are people of color, black people, immigrants, women. You know, like there are these groups that are just disadvantaged in so many areas of life, and this is a huge part of that because of the way that our society runs. You have to have money. And if you don't have money, everything else doesn't work out for you. And these these groups of people are disproportionately affected by this issue. And it has been shown from, you know, research and data projections that this movement towards increasing the minimum wage to at least $15 at the federal level. If we did that, it would lift nearly 1 million people out of poverty and nearly 27 million workers would be affected. And most of those are going to be people of color and women. And I just think that people need to sit with that and think about that because this is just one more huge piece of the pie that we have the ability to change. And it would make such a significant difference in so many people's lives.
1: I just, I can't even think of a, a reason why i would be against people having enough money to live (laughs) like there's there's no scenario that comes in my mind that's like "Mm, mm -mm, this person deserves poverty immediately i (laughs) no other choice like not (laughs) i just i don't i don't get why there are people out there where it's like the first reaction is to come up with like five reasons why that should not happen. Like I the what ifs or the the but this against someone earning a living wage or feeding their children or not having to reuse diapers. Like why do, I don't no one deserves like no human deserves that at no. all. Especially if they're spending 40 hours 30 40 50 hours a week working yeah will never not be bizarre to me
0: i know i know it's you know there are people that try to take this like strict economic stance to this issue they're like well you know if you raise the minimum wage you're going to lose jobs you're going to lose lots of jobs because you know these companies aren't going to be able to afford the new minimum wage and there are different studies that have been done on that and there have been different projections done by economists and I've seen everything from potential loss of one point four million jobs to five hundred thousand jobs to someone saying, you know, we can't even really say at this point. And there so there's that. And then there's also, you know, this Like I mentioned before, like if we increase the wage, we're going to have to increase prices, which is going to drive inflation. You know, there's these all of these financial things. And to me, and maybe this is just I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I'm like that doesn't matter. I don't care. Like the United States government has the money. There's no legitimate reason why we can't have enough money for this. It's fake. Money is fake. Everything's fake. Nothing matters. We know this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's all fake the money exists pay people what they deserve if you're gonna keep having people buy things instead of us all just like live on a commune and grow our food together and you know sew our own clothes and make music and art and be happy um if we're not gonna do that then people need money <laughs> and if they need money you should just give it to them end of story
1: It. i mean <laughs> It seems pretty, uh, pretty simple, but how will I have more money than you? Well, for one,
0: you work in sales.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am absolutely livid right now.
0: (laughs) I just love that we like rant about capitalism and we are both just fully functioning cogs in the capitalistic machine.
1: Just, Just out here thriving what is
0: life without contradiction you know
1: (laughs) should i get that tatted on me you won't i won't correct you're right (laughs) i'm still shaking to my core (laughs) (laughs) uh but if you need a house need to buy a house hit me up. oh my god here's my next article that i'm about to read because there's first of all there's so many out there But then you have to really pay attention to the source because, first of all, economics is economics and people write economics from different viewpoints and a bunch of people who are educated in it still have different viewpoints and still write different types of articles that show different things. But, I mean, this general, this, another tweet, says the federal minimum wage hasn't increased in over a decade, but the cost of everything has. Inflation. The minimum wage is now worth less than it was decades ago. If the minimum wage kept up with inflation over the decades, we would be at a $25 minimum wage. So this isn't taking us far now. It's worse than it was before. And to think about $25, which probably sounds absurd when you say it because you're like... You know, twenty five dollars is what like.
0: That would be fifty fifty
1: two thousand dollars a yeah, year. Yeah, fifty two k. But everything has increased in for like, even even gas prices are. Yeah. Like no one's buying gas for the seventy two cents that you used <laughs> to be able to buy. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah,
0: and that's another thing that I think I just, we need to bring up here too is that this fight for the fifteen dollars minimum wage has been going on since I. Th- think 2012 if i'm not mistaken it's 2021 like we're still fighting for what would have been a good increase but still not perfect years ago 9 years ago and now we're and everyone is still like oh, i don't know <laughs> i'm like well actually do you want us to bring it up to speed because if so then we're actually fighting for a $25 minimum wage right like they like we are still fighting for things that are behind the times And that is wild Mm -hmm. to me.
1: That is wild. Since I was in high school, the cost of a literal Chipotle burrito has increased multiple times. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't think I can get a burrito with one hour of work at the federal minimum wage. And that that just isn't uh, unacceptable.
0: Yeah, correct. Let's start basing everything in units of Chipotle burritos.
1: To be honest. Like, what's your
0: commission in. Chipotle burritos. Can you do the math?
1: I cannot stand <laughs> you. Oh my god! I'm just gonna just trying to bring some levity. I'm just trying to bring some, <laughs> some
0: levity. <laughs>
1: I do think about Chipotle burritos, however, when buying something that's not a Chipotle burrito. So okay, why are you laughing? Hear me out. If I'm out somewhere, if I'm at a restaurant or at a bar and I'm like, "Ugh, this drink is really eight twenty five like
0: that's a that's a double steak <laughs> this, burrito
1: <laughs> this <laughs> this vodka sprite is eight twenty five and I'm just like that that burrito would a like, thousand calories after a nice workout, I'm destroying that burrito, but here I am spending it on this vodka sprite, then I'm mad. I do it all the time I'll be like "Oh, really I'm gonna get this entree and it's 18 wow literally could go to Chipotle like two and a half times <laughs> I've been doing that for almost 10 years I'm gonna be completely transparent with you
0: okay so my my comment about using the burrito as a measure is not that far off base you've already been doing that
1: correct just not about how not about my salary
0: okay fair Petition to no longer have a U.S. American dollar, but just a uh, receipt <laughs> for how many Chipotle burritos this one item costs. Going to buy a new shirt at the mall. Oh, that'll be uh, six and a half burritos. Like
1: That's kind of an expensive shirt, low key. You're like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. That's that's a good sale. Just a nice $42. 49 actually. 48 you said and a half
0: yeah like 45 and a half that's not that outrageous i
1: mean what kind of shirt are we talking
0: like a nice blouse
1: okay all right i guess in my mind i was thinking like the chillest
0: like a hanes t-shirt
1: no just like a plain (laughs) like this boring shirt but i guess like if you're talking about like a shirt shirt fine fine fine
0: just shaming me yet again
1: I have never I've never done that. I'll let you shop as much as you want to shop. If anyone out there wants to help me fill my cart with $900 worth of clothing, and then I can choose out of the 900 what I want to keep, I genuinely will do that. I I will do it I this month. I love doing that. Or next month.
0: Why don't you let me do that? I love doing that. That's what I do every time I online shop.
1: I, I don't know. I was offering it up to anyone. Okay, well... Maybe people just want. Maybe I should just have different people add nine hundred dollars to a cart and be like, "Ooh, like what style do I want to Ooh. to purchase?"
0: Because I don't, I don't, you
1: know, I don't do this often.
0: So true. Okay, that's going to be a fun endeavor. Let's let's look into that.
1: We just went on a little tangent. It's not large.
0: <laughs> we did promise the people that that was going to happen, so here we are.
1: Yeah. Do you have any? articles remaining that have stood out to you regarding the topic?
0: Um, I think the the last thing that I haven't strictly mentioned, I mean, we've talked about this idea of, of raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, um, but there was actually an act that was introduced, um, Raise the Wage Act of 2021. Um, and I was reading a little bit more about that today. So just for everyone's awareness, this would gradually raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour ending in, in 2025. And I think that that goes back to the point I just made as well about how this is already an outdated request. And by the time if this were to be if this were to be signed into law this year in four years, and we get to you know that fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. It's already going to be too low again, and I think this is something that people are not really willing to talk about yet at this point. But this act would raise the wage to fifteen dollars an hour by twenty twenty five, and uh, work to narrow the racial and gender pay gaps. Um, so they do this by raising it to raising the minimum wage to nine fifty. Nine dollars and fifty cents an hour in this this year twenty twenty one, and then increase it in steps until it gets to that fifteen dollar cap, and then afterwards. And this is this is important, um, and this is a piece that I think is is I'm um, crucial. I'm glad that they put this in there, but after twenty twenty five, it would adjust the minimum wage each year to keep pace with the growth in the median wage. So this is a a measure of wages for, like, the typical worker in the country. So obviously there's going to be locality differences for sure, but it would match the pace of growth. And so it's not going to be stagnant like it has been for the past, you know, like, what, 12 years or so. So that's good that it would be increasing. Wouldn't be keeping that that stagnant amount. Um, It would also phase out the – sub minimum wage for tipped workers which we haven't really talked about a ton but maybe we should in a minute talk about this this idea of of tipped workers getting even less because that has been frozen at $2.13 an hour since 91 like are you kidding me people who rely on tips their, their wage that they're getting is only $2.13 an hour. Are you kidding me? That's insane. Um, and then it also would um, get rid of the sub-minimum wages for workers with disabilities that are employed in sheltered workshops and then for also for workers under 20. So those two, two groups of workers have been underpaid forever regardless of their, their position type. And so this this act would change that. So I just wanted to to bring that into the open a little bit, that this is something that is, I definitely think, gaining traction um, in the government. And Biden has also enacted a $15 minimum wage for federal contractors, which is a good step. But obviously, we know that there's there's a lot more we have to do.
1: I had a really good tweet about tip income so there's you know basically there's this example of a 98 dollar check with a five dollar tip and you know this particular server is saying this is exactly why servers don't want to return to work we don't deserve this in a pandemic i spent such a long time going over the cocktail list with these people all restaurants should allow their staff to apply automatic gratuity especially like during these times and that's crazy because if this particular person is getting 213 an hour or 250 or whatever it's adjusted to and they just had a $100 table that gave them $5 and that's their main source of income how are they supposed to do anything with that and then some people will say well if you don't like it get another job and guess what people literally have done that mm-hmm. And here we are complaining about the fact mm-hmm. that no one's working at your restaurant. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it doesn't make sense. It, it comes. Like, it's it's all that, cyclical,
0: right? It keeps coming back.
1: Yeah. It really just goes to show that at the end of the day, nobody really cares. Because if you are going to tell someone that if they're not making enough money, like, go get a degree, go do this, go do this, that's better. And then when they actually do it, you're upset that you can't get served. Mm-hmm. So you're basically saying, unless you want to accept these shitty wages and my $5 tip on my $100 order, like... You're just it's just absurd. I I don't know. I don't even have words like you are not providing a good solution. No.
0: And I think it's funny because these people who are all up in arms about not increasing minimum wage are those same people that are saying, well, I still want to go to this restaurant that I like. And well, I paid $100 for my meal, I don't want to pay $20 in tip. I already paid. And if you want to eat at your restaurant and you don't want to pay 20, 25 percent in a tip, guess what you need to do? raise the minimum wage, right? Like, if you want these things, this is the solution to your problems. And people just don't, they don't connect the dots and they don't they don't want to see that. And it's frustrating.
1: Here's a quote. <laughs> Nobody wants to work anymore. Guy trying to pay 2 13 an hour for people to get intentionally coughed on by a boomer, furious that his chicken quesadilla didn't come out fast enough. <laughs> and that's low-key, medium-key, true yeah like it would totally be the people who are angry at the sit-down restaurant at something relatively small
0: mm-hmm. the karens man
1: is there a is there a, a male karen version
0: i don't know have we discussed this before there should be that's well, misogynistic as hell of me i'm so sorry
1: I'm, i mean that's not what i was saying i was just curious.
0: no but there should be i mean white women are the worst we know this but also like so are white men
1: yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a, a generalization name.
0: I know, but last time I did that, I, I called out Chad, and then we talked about how we know a good Chad, and I felt bad. So now I don't want to call it any other names.
1: But also, I feel like in age, we've added years yeah. to Karen, whereas Chad...
0: No, Chad's young.
1: generally younger. Yeah, you're
0: right, you're right, you're right. Um...
1: So, like, do we have a middle-aged man who's complaining at the restaurant? That we can call everyone like for the remainder of time, you know, without rotating names. Because mm. of course we could be like, oh my God, John. But like John, yeah. it, does, it doesn't have the same ring no, to it. No, it doesn't. I don't. John can be en- literally anyone.
0: I don't know why I immediately went to Mike or Steve. No, Steve seems kind of nerdy. Mike seems quiet. No, we, what's it like a loud, obnoxious, privileged, white boomer male name?
1: Dawn. No, that's my Somali. Chill on oh, Dawn. Oh, I'm so
0: sorry. <laughs> see i don't know i don't know i'm trying to be stereotypical over here i don't know
1: i also just said that like okay let me circle back i said wait that's my my (laughs) sommelier
0: i'm laughing
1: i need to i need to circle back my sommelier one time (laughs) is what i meant his personal
0: (laughs) sommelier
1: I'm left. You're out here calling out my commission, and then I'm saying, oh, my sommelier's done. So, yeah, we need to clear the air. I don't have a sommelier. I just had one. One, one time. time.
0: And, of course, you stay in contact with this sommelier because you are who you are. He's the home.
1: <laughs> he needs to know what wines I'm drinking. You know. For
0: sure. For sure he does. Okay, well, I can't think of a name now, but we'll also have people weigh in on this. We're going to have lots of polls for this episode. But, you know, obviously, as we mentioned at the beginning, this is a complex topic. It's very nuanced. There's a lot of different things that are impacted by this or impact this idea of, you know, Workers' rights, fair compensation—all of these things. There's there's a lot more to unpack here, and we kind of just scratch the surface as we do every week. Um, but you know, Ash started on our last episode calling action. You know, calling out to you all who are listening. If you feel like you learned something today, or if you feel compelled by this topic to do some research and to reach out and support groups and organizations that are fighting for workers' rights and fighting for an increased minimum wage and fighting for fair working conditions and all of those things. So, you know, we we want you to be able to do your own research for this. We want you to be able to go out there and find an organization that speaks to you. Maybe it's something local in your area, like there's Uh, union or there's a workers rights organization, or maybe there's a petition or a protest that you can go to and support, you know, look out for those things. I will call attention to the Fight for 15 group. Um, They were started in 2012 by um, some fast food industry workers in New York City. To be very transparent with you all, I haven't done a super deep dive on everything that they've ever done. Um, But from reading their website and reading their articles and some of their news blurbs, it does seem like they have really been a grassroots organization that's made a lot of change. So I would encourage you to look into that organization um, and see if they are are doing work that speaks to you. So just want to make sure that everyone knows that following these episodes, there is more work to be done. Uh, There's more to learn and there's more to look into. So we encourage you all to do that.
1: Absolutely. And honestly, that's, that's, I agree with that. There's a lot of research to be done. I'm trying to personally be better at really looking stuff up every week, um, looking into initiatives, looking into, I mean, there's a lot out there. I know social media has helped with that. Instagram quick google searches so you know just a second that would definitely recommend getting involved learning something one more thing learned this week and help someone out help you out um so major encouragement to that but again would love to thank everyone for listening um you know what to do follow (laughs) comments concerns feedback text call email
0: carrier pigeon oh i
1: have I got, a, I got an email. You did, did get, get an email. email. Yeah. I got a couple emails. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll definitely have some interactive polls. Yes. Um, just based on today's episode. So we'd love to hear from you regarding the topic. And we cannot wait until the next episode. And we will see you then.
0: Bye.